Welcome to Day Zero Update for November 22nd, 2020. I'm your host, Chris Logie. And I'm Brandon Perkins. Yeah, Dan Rubb will be here along in a little bit, so we're going to get started without him. Yeah. Uh, and we'll let him do his thing once he gets here. But yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff uh, for Ooh, news yeah. this week. Yeah, uh, it's a lot that of things time happened. of the year. Yep, it's that time of the year, folks. Everything's starting to roll out. Uh, yeah, we got a bunch of update news for various games. Mm-hmm. Uh, some weird shit that happened. Mm-hmm. And uh, some not good stuff that happened. Yep. Yeah, and we'll end here talking about uh, Black Friday stuff. Because mm-hmm. that is this week. And we got a good little uh, spreadsheet here that uh, Cheap Ass Gamer runs. Yep. Covering all the, at least the, the physical games and such. Mm-hmm. Uh, the digital stuff is usually similar prices, but depending on the publisher, it's uh, higher or lower, whatever. But uh, yeah, we'll be talking about all that news here uh, in a bit, but we'll talk about what we've been playing, uh, which, uh, and I'll start. Uh, Yeah, I've been playing more Rocket League. Uh, Actually got into a tournament this time. Oh, wow. uh, Yesterday. Uh, Luckily, they have like a second chance queue if you don't get there right away. Mm -hmm. Uh, I assume when they have people drop out or... Not enough show up. So I got in on a group and we ended up winning the whole thing, uh, mm-hmm. which worked out pretty well. Uh, getting two good teammates uh, that helped carry me for the most part. Uh, mm-hmm. I did some good stuff, but uh, for the most part, it was them uh, kicking ass. So, which was surprising because it's you're essentially going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the winner's bracket and then a the loser's bracket, and we just won out through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Didn't have to go through like a second game in the finals, mm-hmm. or second set of games in the finals, uh, that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, so liking it, the season ends here in a little over two weeks. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited to see what's next for them. Uh, yeah, I've also been playing more Yakuza Like a Dragon. Uh, I got to the point where the game is like, all right, now the real game is starting. Yeah. Uh, which involves the point where uh, Ichiban is now homeless and is doing uh, a variety of things, uh, including a weird whole minigame that was involving you driving a bike around with a cart as you're collecting cans mm-hmm. uh, with rival homeless people trying to steal your cans. This whole weird ass thing. Uh, there's some new mechanics like uh, being able to search under vending machines for maybe money or other stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty weird. Uh, what else is there? That's mostly it. I'm at the point where I'm about to get try and get each amount of jobs so he can sustain himself, maybe get out of the, the homeless area. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? But. Uh, yeah, I got my first party member. Mm-hmm. Who's the the guy that kind of patches you up? Yep, uh, and helps you out here as you get started on this next part of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, in chapter three, I think I am. Mm-hmm. Just to the point where the sub story starts being available to do. Uh, see what kind of weird shit is in there. I know of one thing. I'm not going to say what it is, but it seems very weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I'm liking that a lot still. 
And yeah, uh, I got a couple things from the recent PlayStation Indie sale. Yeah. Uh, a handful of indie games there and played a few of them. Uh, one was a game called Decay of Logos, mm-hmm. uh, which is a Portuguese game uh, that initially a lot of people suggested was like a blatant Breath of the Wild clone. Uh, maybe has some similar stylistic stuff, but uh, from what I've played for about an hour or so, uh, it's nothing like Breath of the Wild. Uh, it is a Dark Souls clone, essentially. Uh, that kind of the same style of, you know, locking onto enemies, trying to dodge attacks, and, you know, doing your attacks with, while managing your stamina, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, you get to uh, save points. They're not really bonfires, and I don't think they refresh the... Well, technically you can go and sit and, like, refill your health. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess there's, like, a... They'll tell you, like, you're very tired, you should sleep. Because I think you get stats deteriorate if you're going around too long without uh, uh, resting up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's, I think, when you actually sleep is when it resets uh, all mm-hmm. the enemies around you. But it doesn't feel as, like, rigidly designed, because, like, enemies will just spawn into the areas uh, after a while. Uh, so it kind of keeps it, uh, there being some enemies around. Uh, I did, so I kind of went the the pure progression path, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then ran into a little bit of a space where I needed uh, something to get us uh, past the switch on this, open up this next door area. Yeah. So I had to go back and explore a bit. I uh, found uh, a path that I had missed that let my, you have like a, it's not a horse you know, it's like anime, so it's like a weird deer horse character. Yeah. Type thing <laughs> that follows you around that you can ride, but it also has like a stress meter when you're riding it. Mm-hmm. So you can only ride it for so long. It's pretty weird. Um, yeah, I think this is on everything, basically. Xbox, PlayStation, Switch, and PC. Hmm. It doesn't run great on PS4. Yeah. Because uh, I it's like a small team of like four people. Uh, making a game probably a little bit above their their skill level, but uh, yeah, it works pretty well for the most part. Uh, I did get through some neat side area that kind of had some platforming stuff a little bit. So instead, you don't have to do anything weird like uh, Dark Souls as far as like the weird kind of platforming it does. Uh, mm-hmm. Your dodge is also a jump. Uh, depending on where you use it. So ah. I had to go through this whole area and found a dude that needed me to get him out, but I had no real way of doing it. Uh, I had to go find a key or something, which I think I know where it is. I just have no idea how to get to this this chest. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's weird. But then I ran into my first mimic. Oh. Which wasn't... Uh, it wasn't like not obvious because uh, I kept hearing like some snoring noises. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, there's another enemy around. But it was a weird noise because I never heard it before, but it was this barrel. Mm. Uh, that was a mimic, not a chest. <laughs> uh, so it would just like roll into you as one of its attacks. Ah. Which is all right. I wasn't expecting that. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, and the this game has uh, some more strict inventory limits than Souls games usually have. 
Mm-hmm. Where they usually just let you collect everything you can find and sort it out later. But uh, as part of what your horse buddy is for, is you can offload stuff onto onto them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so far, I don't have an Estus flask. It's so far it's just been picking up like potion bottles, uh, some of which are elemental, like uh, you know, an antidote for poison. Uh, some of the counteracts burns. I think mm-hmm. I have something to turn my weapon or catch my weapon on fire, that kind of thing. Uh, and some basic health items as well. I think you only carry five at a time on you, so you definitely want to have your, your buddy nearby so you can put some stuff on them. Uh, and your weapons seems like they will break. They have mm-hmm. like a... Not really stamina, but uh, you know you see a bar on it that will drain down as you use it more. Mm-hmm. I think you can get to blacksmiths at some point. So I'm still fairly early in the game, uh, so I'm still figuring things out. But I think there's a blacksmith that you can use to, you know, fix up your weapons. Yeah, and probably increase their power too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Uh, so that's a game definitely people should check out if they haven't. Uh, also picked up Truck Driver. Oh really? Uh, which is kind of a console uh, truck driving simulator. Uh-huh. Uh, like Euro Truck Simulator or something like that? Kind of, but it's not to the level of those games. Mm. Uh, it's much more probably smaller budget game because mm. uh, it doesn't look very good. Uh, it doesn't run well at times. And it's not featuring any real-world locations. It's mm-hmm. kind of just a a fake Euro sort of area mm-hmm. <laughs> with a number of like small towns in it, and I think like an airport and some other places. Yeah. Uh, and it's one of those games where it offers the option for like um, you have it be an American currency and uh, set of kilometers per hour or kilometers as a distance measure. Mm-hmm. It's in miles and miles per hour, which. They just changed the the units, not the actual numbers. <laughs> so I'll be like, you know, not too far away from other places, like two hundred thirty miles, and I'm like, that's not that's not how that distance yeah. is. It's you're saying, you know, two hundred thirty meters, not two hundred thirty miles. It's not how the yeah. distance works. Uh, that kind of stuff, uh, mm-hmm. and you're not really taking jobs. Uh, in the way that like Euro Truck would have, where you're just seeing a bunch of gigs and picking the ones you want. Uh, it's very much like an open world where there are like five or six main characters that mm-hmm. you're doing jobs for. And before you start the job, you're like exchanging texts mm-hmm. like on a phone, but it's not it's not really written very well. No. <laughs> uh, uh, so it's kind of annoying. Makes me want to mm-hmm. skip it, but I don't. Uh, it's just poorly written. Mm. Uh, yeah, so there's like this is sort of like the reason why I like the Euro Truck Sim because you just make your own story if you want. You don't have any pretense of uh, these dumb stories. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there was one funny bit where I had to deliver these oysters to this party. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know why you would need enough oysters to use a semi truck. Uh, and that was the joke because they wanted like a hundred oysters, not a hundred pallets of oysters. Mm-hmm. So they're stuck with 
uh, a shit ton of oysters. Mm. Uh, eating them every single time they can, I guess. Mm. Until people get sick of it or they go bad. Uh, I don't know, but... Yeah, there's like no cops around, so you can just speed outside of the specific uh, areas where there's like a a speed trap, mm. uh, like camera thing. Uh, yeah, and the controls are a little bit clumsy because mm-hmm. uh, they dedicate like three of the four face buttons to manual controls, but you start with an automatic truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, so shortcuts that you, you could use for things like Maybe turning on cruise control, uh, turning on your lights, uh, things like that uh, are not there. And I don't think there's any way to remap it, uh, which is a shame. You just have to hold a, hold the R1 and then use the, the stick to select on a wheel what you want to do, which mm-hmm. means you can't really use it while you're driving because you lose control of the car, of the vehicle, which is pretty important. Uh, I'm still trying to figure out how to repair my vehicle. I think I need to get a uh, garage, but I don't have the money to buy one. Mm. Uh, It's kind of weird. There's some things I still don't quite understand how it works, but it's all right uh, for what it was or for Mm. what it is. It doesn't seem like it's a huge game. Like Euro Truck uh, and American Truck Sim are doing some really cool stuff just with spaces to explore Mm -hmm. uh, with your vehicles and ways to build up a business if you want to because you can build a business hiring drivers and buying trucks and all that kind of stuff if you want to go that far or you can just sit there and take jobs and listen to the radio while you're doing uh, your stuff with their internet radio stuff Mm. in there Uh, so yeah it's it's an alright game Uh, Mm mm-hmm I really hope with the new gen here that uh, they, uh, the people that do the Euro Truck and American Truck Sim games, bring that over mm-hmm. uh, to the new consoles because that should be doable. And the controller uh, stuff that I use on there mm-hmm. uh, with the Steam controller works really, really well. Nothing really too complicated there, so mm-hmm. there's no real reason it couldn't work, especially technically. Uh, I think that would be a fun game to have on consoles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Truck Driver doesn't quite get there. Kind of has some neat ideas, but it just doesn't quite hit it. But they keep updating it and improving things. I think they improved the the driver AI at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's it's clearly a much lower budget game than those uh, those Sims on the PC. Yeah, that's been uh, pretty much it. Uh, I potentially have a PS5, I guess. Calls. <laughs> uh, yeah. I ordered one of the bundles they had there, which seems like they took way more orders than they are supposed to. <laughs> uh, so people have been getting cancellation emails throughout the day, which I have not gotten yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but along with that, if you ordered it, you got like a ton of Kohl's cash, just like their reward thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I think with the cancellation emails, they're telling people to just keep that. Mm. It's like $180 that you can spend on stuff in the store, which is like, that's a, that's a shitload of money. Mm. I don't know if they want to go to Kohl's ever, but uh, I could probably just send it over to my mom and she can use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also you can't use that until I think the 28th. It's not even something you can just go and use. But hey, 
at something, but if it falls through, I'll just get the extra bundle that Dan Rib's getting. Alright. Uh, Speaking of which, point, I mean, yeah. 180 bucks can get you, like, a couple pairs of basketball shorts and some pairs of shoes. Yeah. Good stuff. Maybe I'll just use it to buy whatever games they might have. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't been to Kohl's in a long time. I remember yeah, Kohl's being one of those stores where when your mom said you're going to Kohl's, you're like, oh, God, I'm going to die. Uh, it was like one of those very much mom stores that were boring for kids. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah, had a little bit a of toys. But, yeah. And yeah. The, the, the coolest thing Kohl's had was like Sonic Gems collection. Like they have like very bargain basement games and they never have any like good stuff but mm-hmm. yeah. you know again like i said you can never have enough compares basketball shorts but yeah yeah, <laughs> well, yeah that's kind of what's been going on here and i really would have liked to have gotten in on that best buy stuff but they put that up at five in the morning and reasonable people were asleep yeah on a set on a sunday mm-hmm. uh but apparently a number of stores had those units in stock, so people could go pick them up the same day. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, oh, that would have been real nice. Yeah, it would have been. Best Buy. I had to go to Best Buy anyway to pick up uh, some Blu-rays that I got for Black Friday stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, that's uh, that's the extent of what I got. So, how about you, Brandon? Uh, Yeah, well, uh, as for me, I'm still playing Cold Steel 4. Uh, we are now in the middle of the rivalries. I just finished the second one. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of getting ready to to basically uh, finish up uh, Western Arabonia, uh, which point I guess the game goes over to the eastern part of the country. Ah, so that's going to be fun. Um, but, yeah, uh, I do really love how they've managed to, like, tie up all these loose ends. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's still really good. Um, dance is all hell, but still really good. Um, yeah, there was something else uh, that I can't remember. I can't remember it off the top of my head right now. There was something else that happened while I was, but it was actually really good. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'm playing that, and I'm also still playing Kaiserreich. Um, and I had been doing a pretty good run of that game until uh, my people got nuked by MacArthur. So, yeah, back to square one. <laughs> um, but yeah, that uh, th- that game. If you love, really genuinely love like grand strategy games, you're gonna like Kaiserreich a lot. Um, it's it is definitely not an easy game to play. Um, there is a lot of elements that you have to pay attention to, but if you can if you can figure it out, it is very rewarding. Um and very unpredictable too. Um But yeah, so uh yeah, Dan Reb's here with us now. So uh it's his turn. Dan Reb, what have you been playing? Yeah, so um I've been giving my Xbox more attention since I gave my PS5 most of my attention last week. And uh that being said, the only game I actually bought was Yakuza like a dragon. Um uh-huh. I'm about twelve hours in now. And it's pretty crazy. Um, I mean, the Yakuza series is known for being over the top, but Like a Dragon just... I don't know. It's its insane how, you know, we've been through seven entries now, and we're still never tame as far as its outrageousness goes. 
Um, so the main character, Ichiban, was actually born uh, as a result of prostitution at a bathhouse. Mm-hmm. And then eventually, like, uh, later on in the game, he ends up working at what's called a soap land. So for those of yeah. you who are unfamiliar with soap lands, they're pretty much just um, places of uh, quote-unquote clean prostitution in Japan. Like, in, in Japan, like, it's illegal, but... Um, Again, these bathhouses are places where women uh, normally uh, take care of men in various ways. And um, yeah, so yeah, you end up working in one. And um, it's funny because like you're seeing like all these uh, posters on the wall of like people who work for you and things like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's pretty interesting. And um, one of the more funny parts was part early on in the game where I find a baseball bat being stuck to the ground and then two of my party members are unable to pull it out but the main character ichiban pulls it out with ease and it's because he's um calling himself the chosen one and you find out that the bat is actually um wrapped with barbed wire so it's a pretty cool weapon and Mm -hmm. um one thing i forgot to mention is that the main character loves rpgs in particular dragon quest which i'm surprised they actually mentioned by name um but yeah, so there's a whole lot of like um, fourth wall breaking as far as like it being uh, as far as it being a great parody of JRPGs and it's just totally uh, it's a total blast, blast to play right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, I look forward to playing even more of it and yeah, it's fun. Um, <clears throat> also, since the last podcast, I also finished Miles Morales, and um, yeah, um, it's it goes along with what I said last week, like. Miles Morales is pretty much what Lost Legacy was to Uncharted 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could think of it as premium DLC, but um, in its own right, there's enough content there to make a game out of it. And the game does a good job of being concise and tight enough to really be thought of as a separate experience. But mm. when, you're, when you're comparing the two side by side, I mean, I would go as far as saying Miles Morales might be a better game, but it would be better as a compliment to the original game. So um, for those of you that got a PS5 but never um, really played uh, PS4 or, you know, just jump back into it, um, definitely pick up the uh, ultimate version of Miles Morales because it comes with the remastered version of Mm Spider-Man. And you'd be able to, like, you know, play that in one go. I think, like, uh, the whole game would be a whole lot better if you um, binge them because they're, they're, they're they're, they're, they're just that good. Um, again, Miles Morales is, as far as Spider-Man goes, like the perfect video game for his powers because, you know, unlike Peter Parker, Miles has um, the ability to conduct to conduct um, electricity as well as the invisible. So that really adds a lot to the gameplay component. But as far as the story, while the story is fine, um, it doesn't take as many chances as you hoped it would. Um, not to delve too far into spoiler territory, but, you know... Um, there are parts in the game and in the original game where you play as miles, but you never played as miles as Spider-Man because that, that doesn't happen until the end. But a lot of the stuff happens in that game. um, That sort of goes into what miles has become today. And, you know, with everything happening in 2020, as far as like, you know, systemic racism and cops being absolute shit, Mm -hmm. um, it would have been cool to see Insomniac, you know, delve into that, but they don't really do it. Um, there's actually a mural in the game uh, dedicated to Black Lives Matter, and it would have been cool to see them dive into that, but they don't really take any chances. Um, they mm-hmm. really just 
characters here. It's just a positive superhero story. And, you know, it doesn't make the game disappointing, but um, there's definitely a missed opportunity here as far as what Insomniac could have done with the story. Because Miles Morales is, like, just honestly one of the best superheroes or superhero characters there are in comic books. And he represents a lot to a lot of um, people who are who are minorities, who are black, who are Puerto yeah. Rican. And, um, you know, um, I don't know if we're going to see something in the future, but that's definitely territory I wouldn't mind seeing a comic book or much less a video game really try to convey. So, uh, yeah, it's a good game. Uh, Could have been fantastic. But if you've played the 2018 Spider-Man, it's more of an add-on. Um, uh-huh. It's still good. Uh, the first time I played it was mainly through fidelity mode. The ray tracing looked great. The graphics looked great. Um, and I've played a little bit in performance mode with my second playthrough. And it feels not totally different, but you can actually tell the difference. Because with the web slinging, it feels more faster, more together. Um, and the combat is more fluid as well with performance mode. So, again, um, when it comes to choosing between performance or, or fidelity... It's really <clears throat> up to you, but in my opinion, um, fidelity is fine because you know it's a single-player game. You're not you're not being competitive. You don't have to worry about things being uh, totally accurate. But again, um, it's up to you. Whatever your cup of tea is. Uh-huh. Uh, also, Animal Crossing just updated, so um, a lot of interesting stuff there. I think we'll talk about it later. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, solid stuff there. Um, I'm looking forward to um, Thanksgiving and Christmas moving forward. And then lastly, last night, um, I got to play a little bit of Watch Dogs. And yeah, this is um, easily the best looking Watch uh, Watch Dogs has has ever looked. Um, Walking around London is pretty cool. Um, But... I don't know. It, it, it's one of those. It's one of those games where, like, you know, it's an open world. You know that you can use pretty much any character you want, but when you're doing any little basic thing in the game, it just mm-hmm. throws so much at you. Um, you can like scan the environment and like you know make explosives explode, or you or you can like jam them so you can get the attention of um, whoever your enemies are. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many customizable options or, or so many things that you could possibly do that to me it feels a little overwhelming and um, I understand that it's to really like give you a feel of the world but to me it's too much at, uh, at one time and I kind of wish it had better pacing in that regard granted it's, it's the third entry in a series and it probably caters to those people more but when I compare it to um, Watch Dogs 2 uh, I can't help but feel that it's a bit of a step down um, that being said, it totally feels like a next-gen game, and um, I don't know how, how much I'll delve into it, but, you know, so far it's solid, but with everything coming out, uh, going into the rest of the year, and us going into Game of the Year, I don't know if, if, it, if I'll end up giving it the attention it deserves. Um, but yeah, it's still something that's um, worth your time. It's on sale for Black Friday. We'll talk about that later. But yeah, you can also find the review of that game from Josh Schwartzman uh, on the site. So definitely check that out. Um, I'll also have my review, or my review of uh, Miles Morales will also be up tonight too. So mm. lots of stuff. <clears throat> and that's about it. All right. All right. So yeah, let's get to the news. Uh, we talked a little bit about Demon's Souls last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, about the mysterious door that people have been trying to figure out how to open up. And... Uh, Somebody actually figured it figured it out. 
Yep. Uh, uh, particularly, it's tied oh, yeah. to uh, something they did in the Shadow of the Colossus remake, which was have these coins yep. that you could collect. Uh, and in Demon Souls, these are tied to the tendency, the world tendency mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, we had to get the world tendency to pure white or pure black. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you can find these uh, ceramic coins in uh, they call fractured mode. Yep. Uh, and so you needed to find uh, thirty of those, trade them to a crow, mm-hmm. that gave you a rusty key, which was used for that door. And it's like sort of thing you got to do uh, in New Game Plus, maybe multiple times as well. So. Uh, requires a quite a bit of extra work, but uh, in the end, what people found behind it is uh, Penetrator's armor set. Yep, uh, which uh, is a Penetrator, boss. Yeah, Penetrator is one of the bosses in Demon Souls. It has like a really wicked set of armor. Yeah. And uh, if you manage to do this, you can get behind that. And you can get a pair, get a set for your for yourself. Yep. Uh, so that is kind of the the mystery there. It's not. You know, hints that they're doing uh, Bloodborne remaster or something, you know, all the kind of weird stuff that people were coming up with. But, uh, yeah, it's a pretty neat little extra thing to throw in there mm-hmm. uh, for the game. Sort of like what they did with uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that is uh, that's a pretty neat little bonus there. Uh, let's talk about some good Cyberpunk 2077 news. Yeah, uh, it's it's gonna be out in about two and a half weeks. So yeah, almost uh, here. Yeah, uh, and they decided to put in a mode that uh, kind of ties into the recent Twitch DMCA issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that uh, turns off the license to music in the game mm-hmm. uh, and replaces it with some license-free music. I'm not sure what the specific term for. Uh, the music that they're uh, also offering in there, but it'll replace that stuff with some songs that should not cause any issues for streaming or YouTube or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is good. More more games should be doing that stuff. Uh, especially if you're a game uh, that uses a lot of uh, licensed music. Mm-hmm. Though, obviously, there are going to be games that's uh, not going to quite work with that kind of thing. Like... Uh, Music games, specifically. Yep. But um, uh, for other games, the... that seems like a, a suitable solution. Yeah. Uh, also, just wanted to point out, um, because IGN is recording, uh, PS4 copies of the game have been spotted out in the wild. So, you know, when you're online for the next couple of weeks, beware of spoilers. Yeah. Um. Because you know there's always that one asshole <laughs> oh, yeah. who just cannot let anyone else have fun. They have to ruin it for everyone else. Irresponsible with security there. I mean, there are um, even the press doesn't have this game yet, so that's disappointing. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just uh, bury yourself out there, folks. Yeah, so let's talk about one of the most interesting things that uh, got announced this week. Uh, that is IO Interactive's new game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they revealed its Project 007. 
a new Bond game. Mm. Uh, which is kind of a perfect pairing with them and Bond. Considering Agent 47 is like the comedic Bond, I mm-hmm. guess. One that doesn't care much about anything, really. Uh, but yeah, they had uh, the big whole thing announcing it uh, earlier this week. Showed a little bit of a teaser for it. Nothing really there. Just It's kind of just a CG thing inside the, the barrel of the gun. It starts mm-hmm. off most of those movies. Uh, they're like uh, intro, theme, all that kind of stuff there. Mm. But uh, yeah, it's... Uh, I don't think they have a date for it yet, but they are self-publishing it and developing it. Huh. Uh, yeah, much like uh, Hitman 3. And they're also describing this as a Bond origin story. Mm. So be able to get to play like early... James Bond stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's going to be interesting because, like, his origin story, like, there's one or two, like, hard facts people know about it, but it kind of changes over the years. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's also a bit of an interesting announcement. I mean, we're in between Bonds right now. Like, mm-hmm. we don't even know who will be the next Bond. And um, it's interesting because... Even though it's an origin story, uh, we don't know whether this game will actually uh, portray one one of the previous Bonds or the new one instead. So, I mean, that's probably part of the reason why they're playing this so close to the heart. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing surprising about this is it's a weird time to announce a new game right now. Um, You would think that it's been saved for the Game Awards. Like, I don't know. Like, if if I were Keely, I'd be like, come on, guys. What the fuck? But, no, whatever. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I can't think of another developer better suited to really handle this one. Um, yeah. Obviously, Hitman has been uh, has been huge um, with its past uh, few releases, so uh, this is really exciting, and um, I look forward to it. Um, I'm just I'm just wondering whether some of the craziness um, from the past few Hitman games can uh, make its way to 007, because even though 007 is uh, for the most part crazy too, it's also a Secret Agent series, it's taken a little more seriously. Yeah. Yeah, for the most part. Uh, though the... Uh, some of the most recent ones have been mm. getting there pretty ludicrous uh, at times. Uh, those nihilists are like in the vein of like a Mission Impossible movie. Where that mm-hmm. is all of it. Uh, mm. But yeah, they are still pretty early, I think, in the development of this stuff because they're also using this announcement to, you know, recruit for new talent uh, to work on the game, so uh, it might be a couple years before we really see anything out of this, but Mm -hmm. at least uh, explains why they're kind of putting the uh, Hitman 3 as kind of a uh, end to the World of Assassination trilogy Mm -hmm. uh, to it, because they're you know, got something big coming up here for this, yep. uh, which is exciting. So I'm going to see them working on some new stuff. Uh, but the next couple stories here we have are regarding updates for games uh, that you probably have or maybe have or maybe want to get now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, the we've talked about the like 10-ish games that were not uh, compatible with the PS5 uh, from the PS4. Mm-hmm. 
at least one has gotten an update already, uh, and we found out one of the other ones is getting an update, Shadow Complex Remastered. Yep. Uh, has gotten a patch this week uh, to make it playable on PS5, so mm-hmm. now you no longer have to worry about that. Yeah. That's uh, a, uh, man, that, that's a, that's a blast from the past right there. Uh, yeah. That was, like, one of the very first, like, um, like, Xbox Live downloadable games. That, uh, one uh, of the first big ones, yeah. Yeah, that, like, really made that particular aspect of modern gaming really take off and become, like, a mainstream thing. It's Yeah, it was one of the first yeah. big indie, like, Metroid style games uh, mm-hmm. out there, uh, kind of hit it big on XBLA, and then it was like, hey, we should make a game like Metroid, because mm-hmm. people want that, even if Nintendo doesn't yep. want to make them. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we've gotten tons of those since, I think one of the indie games I bought was one of those, uh, I think it was called Momodora. Something like that, but uh, yeah, so the remaining ones here, yeah, I'm not sure what else might get updates. Uh, I think that Dwarver VR game is going to get one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Might be still a couple more that might happen, but who knows exactly what the issues are and whether they're uh, feasible to really fix for the developers. Uh, But yeah, that's good news. Uh, one more interesting game you can play on your PS5. Uh, yeah, speaking of PS5, we talked about a while back that the uh, Spider-Man Remastered did not have the ability to transfer your PS4 save over to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have just put out the updates uh, earlier today, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can uh, pull up your PS4 version, upload the save to... The PS5 version. Continue on. Mm-hmm. I think it also adds the the new suits they added for the the remastered game to it, mm-hmm. so you can uh, check those out there as well. And what else? I think it's it's maybe a couple of it fixes for the remastered version because I think there's been an issue some people have been getting where if you put the game in or put the console in crash mode while that game is sort of uh, running. Uh, mm-hmm. It causes uh, has caused issues for people. Yeah. So, yeah, fixing fixing some of those nasty little issues there mm-hmm. uh, for people. So that's good. Mm. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, the we talked uh, a bit ago about the update that was coming to Super Mario 3D All Stars mm-hmm. to add control op uh, camera control options for all the three yep. games. Uh, there, people have figured out that, uh, oh yeah, it also adds, uh, support for the GameCube controller. Yep. Uh, for the Sumer Sunshine. Mm-hmm. Cause, let's be honest, they're trying to, trying to play that game with just the regular Switch controller is not gonna work very well. Yeah, it's a little bit weird. Um, and trying to appropriate that on a regular controller is... Also a bit weird, which just because that's a weird game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that uh, it requires the adapter they put out for the Wii U. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you can use that. I, I assume it 
works exactly as it did on the on the GameCube as far as the controls, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, for the people that wanted to try that out and were disappointed, mm-hmm. uh, now they have reason to check it out. And uh, the last update we have here to talk about is a big update for Animal Crossing New Horizons that adds, along with uh, the things for the the holiday stuff that's going on mm-hmm. here for the next month or so, uh, they added new reactions, uh, they added the ability to upgrade your home storage, so you can have 2,400 slots, mm-hmm. which I don't know what the, the current max is. Yeah, uh, it was, but uh... it was sixteen hundred before. Okay, mm. so that's pretty sizable. So yeah, I mean, uh, with, with Animal Crossing, especially with people that have played a whole lot of it uh, in the beginning or even now, um, storage was pretty much a problem because a lot of people were trying to collect every color of every piece of furniture or um, clothes there were, and you know mm-hmm. there were only so many slots; they were never everything. Um, yeah. Not only that, but you have your resources as well. So this is actually a welcome change. Um, I mean, I'm I'm still waiting for more, um, especially when you have the, the the crafting option. Like, if you have some stuff in the storage when you're crafting things, they won't they still won't go from the storage. Yeah, they have to be in your inventory, mm-hmm. and it's a little annoying. Um, I've I've gotten to the point where I don't collect enough stuff for this to really matter, but I do know a whole lot of people that. Uh, that this this does work out for and uh, you know I'm, I'm happy for them um it's also really cool seeing how you know uh, something as simple as reactions is getting such a positive um reaction from from the community like mm-hmm. um there are a bunch of memes of um people just sitting down with their character and it's a huge deal because mm-hmm. um some animals sit down in front of trees and you know some people just want to hang out with them and oh the only way that your character can sit down is by getting a chair so, yeah, funny stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so let's see. They're also adding the ability to just uh, choose to visit random islands in the mm-hmm. dreams. Uh, so if you have a limited amount of uh, ones to view, you can just say, hey, let's check out a random one that somebody's put up uh, for access mm. through that. Let's see. They're also doing collaboration with Pocket Camp, uh, the mobile game. Uh, so if you have both uh, linked together, you can uh, get the Pocket Camp smartphone model in New yeah. Horizons, <laughs> uh, which is a weird little thing. But uh, the big one for people is that you are finally able to do some sort of transfer of your island to new new uh, consoles yeah. uh, and residents along with that. Uh, so it's not necessarily like just transferring your saves like you can do in the OS itself. Uh, it's an in-game thing, and I think there's a specific, uh, what it says here, island transfer tool app, because, of course, I can't just do it in the game. Uh-huh. I have to have an app to facilitate all this, but uh, you can move your user save data along with the island itself and all the residents to another system. Uh, yeah, If you're not the resident representative... Single player transfer feature allows you to transfer resident data to another system. Uh, that includes your resident's name, appearance, and equipment, along with your inventory, home, and storage. Uh, so if you maybe set up, had somebody else initially set up the island, and then you joined, and you ended up being the one that plays more, 
mm-hmm. uh, you'll be able to potentially just uh, move to a new island, I guess. Mm. Something like that. Uh, it's a little bit weird, but uh, at least you can do this now. Mm-hmm. And not feel yeah, like... This was, perhaps, this was perhaps the biggest uh, complaint of uh, the game at launch, um, and, you know, even until now, where you weren't able to you know, just uh, open up another switch and open up your game from there. So this finally addresses that. Um, you still can't, you know, switch from, like, switch to switch uh, willy-nilly, but uh, you now have the ability, of, for example, you know, if, if your switch got lost or it was stolen or you want to replace it, you can finally switch to a different switch without worrying about what happened to your island. Like, for a while, I've been in the market of uh, looking for a new Switch, especially with that new Animal Crossing one coming out and it being more readily available. Mm. But the reason why I never picked them up or, or pulled the trigger was because uh, I didn't want to lose my Animal Crossing save file, which has more than 500 hours of gameplay logged into it. Mm. And, you know, if, if I lost that, I'd be, like, totally pissed off. So it's mm. good that it's an option now. And um, honestly, it's perfect timing because... Uh, there's going to be a lot of Switches being bought this holiday season. Oh, yeah. Some people have theirs replaced. For me, I have a crack in the back of mine, and as much as I want to buy a new one, I am holding out hope for a Switch Lite. Or not not a Switch Lite, but a Switch Pro. And, you know, knowing that I can finally switch it out would be great. But, yeah, Uh, Nintendo is gearing up for a huge holiday season, and this is the right move because... Animal Crossing is poised to be number one eventually, so mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, and I guess they also have the ability to back up your island as well. Yep. yep. Uh, so if you do lose your uh, Switch or something like that, you have uh, be able to restore the last saved version of your island and all residents on a replacement Switch. Mm. So yeah, that uh, seems like addressing some of the bigger issues with the game. Mm-hmm. That people have been one fix since uh, for launch when they found out about this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, our next bit of news here is uh, some unfortunate news about Animal Crossing New Horizons, particularly Nintendo's <sighs> like uh, streaming and YouTuber uh, guidelines mm-hmm. uh, for those people. Uh, it has a lot of basic stuff on there, like. Hey, don't engage in activities that go beyond the age rating, which is weird. Uh-huh. Uh, do not deceive others while using the game. You know, not selling uh, items from the game yeah. to other people for real-world money. But mm-hmm. uh, I also include this bit of please refrain from using the game inappropriately or creating any content with the game within the game that would be considered vulgar, discriminatory, or offensive. Please also refrain from bringing politics into the game. Mm. Which is like the the main thing people talk about with the game is uh, Tom Nook and his uh, uh, and capitalism and all that shit. Yeah, that's kind of the the main internet meme about uh, the game. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like, yeah. Uh, and I assume also addressing the way that you know, like the the Joe Biden campaign had their own like promotional island. Mm-hmm. Uh, leading up to the election, that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, trying to be a little bit too controlling of everything. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff, which is like, you know, especially just saying politics, just like what what kind of politics. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just, 
is Nintendo kind of handling things in ways that shows they don't really quite get it. Yeah. Not really. Yeah, part of what part of what makes Animal Crossing New Horizons what it is is the ability to make it what it's not. And yeah. that's part of why it's just so great because you can you can turn your island into whatever it is you really want it to be without much restrictions and um like if you go into my island, uh, my main home flag says Black Lives Matter because uh-huh. you know it's it's a really important movement. Um you know whether you want to call it political or not, it's something that a lot of people believe in. Um, and yeah, I, 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 I totally uh, like understand what, what you're saying with the sentiment as far as like, you know, the Joe Biden Island and things like that. Um, that's something that, um, that the Biden campaign worked with a uh, kind of funny and Gary Witta on, um, as far as like, you know, getting people to go out and vote and whatnot. And, you know, whether you believe that's necessary, uh, for the political process is, uh, totally up to you. But I think the main reason, um, that, uh, went behind this is um, just Nintendo trying to protect themselves from various liberties that people can bring upon them. Because, you know, mm-hmm. there were a few stories back then with KFC getting free advertising because of what they did with Animal Crossing and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it's sort of a way for advertising to pretty much... Uh, the thing with advertising is that it always gets expensive. And when you're using another program as a free avenue, there's going to be lawsuits along the way. So mm-hmm. that's the main thing seeing along with it along with the fact that you know maybe i don't know uh i'm 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 it's straw man here but you know maybe the kkk is doing like some meetups in the game and you know obviously Nintendo doesn't want to have that uh be involved and you know uh, mm-hmm. god forbid that, that that sort of crazy shit so that kind of stuff really goes into it but on um on the on the surface or over the surface yeah, um, you you really wish, you really don't want to see Nintendo just poke their noses and things that aren't really their business, but it's also their game, so I don't know. Mm, yeah, but yeah. Uh, speaking of Nintendo not really getting things, uh, there was going to be a Smash Brothers Melee tournament uh, called the Big House, uh, one of the bigger tournaments uh, for the Smash community uh, every year. Uh, and this year it's been shut down by Nintendo because they're using the, what is it called, Slippy mod that brings uh, rollback netcode to the game. Uh, basically said, the big house is heartbroken to share we've received a cease and desist from Nintendo America. Cancel our upcoming online events. We are informed we do not have permission to host or broadcast the event, primarily due to the usage of Slippy. We are forced to comply with the order and cancel the Big House Online for both Melee and Ultimate. And yeah, Nintendo was talking to Kotaku here, said Nintendo appreciates the love and dedication the fighting game community has for the Super Smash Bros. series. Mm-hmm. We have partnered with numerous uh, Super Smash Bros. tournaments in the past and have hosted our own online and offline tournaments for the game. Plan to continue that support in the future. Unfortunately, the upcoming Big House tournament announced plans to host an online tournament for Super Smash Bros. Melee. Requires the use of illegally copied versions of the game in conjunction with a mod called Slippy during their online event. Nintendo therefore contacted the tournament organizers and asked them to stop. They refused, leaving Nintendo no choice but to step in and protect its intellectual property and brands. Nintendo cannot condone or allow piracy of its intellectual property. Mm. Which is like, if you back it up, it's not illegal. 
yeah. your own copy for use with this kind of stuff. Uh, yeah, this is uh, an unfortunate thing, not really a new thing for Nintendo. Because when uh, mm-hmm. I think it was going to be in one of the. Uh, where is it here? They mention it. Uh, it's going to be in one of the. Crap, what's the big uh, fighting tournament in Japan? Mm. Uh, I forget, but they were going to host the tournaments, which uh, was a big deal because they have been sort of smaller uh, tournaments in the past, and Nintendo wanted to shut that shit down because that's what they want to do at times. And uh, Evo. That's right. Uh, ultimately changed his mind on that because they realized it's actually good publicity mm-hmm. uh, for getting it out. And yeah, them kind of uh, stepping in it here just because they're using a mod so they can play it online. Mm-hmm. Uh, and adding better netcode than they have in even the current game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, I mean, yeah. It, it was GameCube, but it, it didn't even have netcode. Yeah, but their new games do not have any sort of good deck code yeah. uh, for yeah. that. So yeah, it's it makes sense that Nintendo would be be this way about this sort of stuff, but mm-hmm. they really need to be less hands off and act like mm-hmm. they're protecting their IP from piracy and all this. Like it's not piracy what they're doing here. Mm. Yeah, my 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 main issue with this is that. It's Super Smash Bros. Melee. This game came out 19, 20 years ago. Um, any any sort of money that they've made from Melee has already been made. There's no additional money to make from it. Yeah. The only way to get Melee is through the second-hand market. And um, if, if the issue is really, you know, modding the game, which, you know, sure, that's that, that's, that, that, that voids your warranty. I get it. Cool. Mm-hmm. That does, I, don't, I don't think that gives Nintendo a right to shut something down. And honestly, if like I, I would say the main reason they're shutting it down is because of the mod. But the only yeah. reason why they're using the mod is because we're in a pandemic. You can't be in a gaming tournament right now in person. Yeah. Uh, I don't see this happening if we weren't in a pandemic. But the fact that they're doing this now means they're just, you know, preventing players from um, competing in their game. And uh, like, here's the main thing. Like, I'm I'm not part of the melee community anymore like i follow the the uh, uh the fighting game community a little bit with smash and evolved but mm-hmm. prior to this i didn't even hear of slippy i didn't i didn't even know like that that gamecube um netcode even existed so the fact that they shut this down and this article got as big as it was means that more people are going to download it so this is a double-edged sword for nintendo mm. yeah i i could see maybe the angle that's it advertises the fact that people, uh, the fact that people could go and pirate the game and then use this mod to play online with other people. But you know, even then, they're not Ooh. making money off of the game yeah. at this yeah. point. Like, if they offered yeah. a modern version of the game with, <clears throat> you know, at least decent net code and all that, mm-hmm. I could understand. Uh, yeah. More so, this if, issue. If Nintendo stayed hands off of this. If Nintendo stayed hands off with this, you know, I probably wouldn't have known about the tournament. I wouldn't have known about Slippy, and I wouldn't have cared. Now that we know about it, we'll want it, and you know, you're, yeah. you're, we're only going to see more of it in the future. 
Yeah, this is the Streisand effect. Yep. Uh, in action of, hey, if they had just let this go on and not made any peep, you know, less people would have known it was a thing, uh, all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, now more yeah. people know because they've pulled this whole thing. Yep. Uh, yeah, so Zeno's kind of being a dick here with this. Yeah. Uh, and speaking of dicks, let's talk about the Embracer Group. Uh, the company that used to be known as THQ Nordic, <laughs> uh, who has done some uh, very questionable shit uh, involving 8chan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the way they embraced uh, the, the THQ Nordic publisher uh, mm-hmm. ability to do that stuff. Mm-hmm. Not really do any sort of major apology or anything about it. Uh, they've been buying developers for a while now. Uh, mm-hmm. And they've bought a whole slew of them here. 13 new companies, including 11 studios, uh, that are now part of the Embracer group. Uh, and a lot of these names are fairly small names. Uh, maybe what they've worked on. Uh might be noteworthy, like 34 big things uh, is developed behind the Red Out games that are Wipeouts-ish uh, type games. Mm. Uh, let's see. A Thinking Ape Entertainment is behind Kingdoms at War. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Coffee Stain North is... Uh, yeah, they partnered with uh, the main Coffee Stain Studios on Goat Simulator and developed a story about my uncle in an independent game, but they're partly owned, for as weird mm-hmm. as that is, but uh, they've been fully purchased now. Uh, let's see, Flying Wild Hog made the Shadow Warrior games. So that potentially steals that out from Devolver's Grasp, who's mm-hmm. published the last uh, two games, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, there's IUGO. Mobile Entertainment, which made The Walking Dead Road to Survival, and PV Pets Tank Battle Royale. Mm. Uh, so that is a thing. Let's see. Madhead Games made the Mystery Case Files and Dark Parables series, uh, which I believe are like mobile and PC casual games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nimble Giants made Quantum League. Uh, let's see. Purple Lamp Studios. Oh, they did the remaster of SpongeBob SquarePants mm-hmm. Battle for Bikini Bottom. So that makes sense. That probably did well for them. Uh, Quantic Lab. Uh, it's a QA studio, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, Silent Games here is... Behind an upcoming series of games in the original universe. The first game planned for release in 2023. Mm-hmm. That's weird. Um, Snapshot Games is the team behind Phoenix Point, which I believe is an XCOM-style game, mm-hmm. if I'm remembering correctly. I think it is. Uh, so that's a thing. Sandbox Strategies, which is a PR firm. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. We work a lot with them, so it'll be interesting for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. see if they continue to work with uh, external developers or... Stick to just THQ stuff. Mm-hmm. What was that? I saw Funcom pulled out of terminals. Mm. So I got a random email. I was like, oh, this game, you applied for a code because it was actually going to come out a while ago and they delayed it indefinitely. 
Uh, just like, oh, we can't fulfill this code. It's like, oh, that, that makes sense. Uh, but the last one here is the, the big one. They purchased Zen Studios. And I saw it and I was like, fuck. Because mm. uh, they made, you know, the Pinball FX series, Upper Incy, yeah. The Stolen Sun, Castle Storm, and a bunch of other stuff. And they're one of my favorite devs. They're, mm-hmm. I guess, going to work under uh, Saber Interactive. Uh, so that's weird and unfortunate as, uh, they're one of my favorite indie studios and I have to really think hard about if I'm going to continue to support them under this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a shame because they do great work. So now you got, mm. uh, Embracer Group coming here and just buying out all these indie games, indie yeah. studios and such. As they become like a weird, really huge studio, mm-hmm. or really huge company, I guess. They got a bunch of publishers and studios under them. Mm-hmm. So if you thought Microsoft was huge, these guys are uh, way bigger for what all they own mm-hmm. at this point. They just don't have the capital of uh, Microsoft to fund it. Oh yeah, but uh, yeah. I mean. I'm 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 pretty indifferent. Um, I can't tell you whether any of this is good or bad news. Um, I play quite a few of THQ Nordic's games, and for the most part, they're fine. And um, I feel like you know the only way they can be better is by you know just pretty much um, unwrapping what they have with the rest of the studios because we don't even know what they have or what they have in store. And um, I don't know. It's 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 weird because it kind of feels like they're they're trying to be like I don't know the 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 UK or 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 Western Tencent in a way where they're just trying to um, have a have a piece of every game studio there is, but they're mm-hmm. buying them outright. And I don't really know what their plan is. Like nobody does. Like we we what what's the end game here when no one no one can really say anything. So yeah, I mean it's something that I want to wait and see. Um, I mean, as far as our coverage goes, most of the games under their umbrella are easily attainable by for, from us. So you know, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll 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 report on it the best the best we can. But yeah, it's 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 weird. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know if they're working towards like a subscription service or something. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure what like their big hooks on that would be for people to join. Mm-hmm. Uh, unless they're I don't know what. Like a Darksiders or Saints Row or yeah. I don't know what it would be because they haven't announced any I mean, of that they stuff. Have all that. Mm. Yeah, but also they put a lot of their stuff on PlayStation Now and Game Pass and all that. So it's like, okay, what? What's the the hook? I Maybe mean, it's just acquiring so many studios that you're gonna get mo- they're gonna get money from you regardless at any point. Which I guess is a strategy of have something that everybody is going to be interested in mm. uh, at some point, which you know works out probably for the most part because mm. uh, they don't put a ton of money into their games. Yeah, uh, they tend to work on modest budgets mm-hmm. uh, for the most parts, and that's a lot easier to recoup than making ridiculously expensive games. Mm. Hoping to sell a ton of copies to make up for that. Mm. But yeah, uh, it's 
get to a weird thing. The NFL canceled their Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least as it's always worked. Uh, instead, it's going to be a series of like Madden online events, Madden NFL mm-hmm. 21, uh, where they're going to have uh, the uh, the roster that gets voted on uh, in the game and have like celebrity matchups, uh, players playing each other, former and current, and all that, and I assume coming up with some ultimate final matchup, which they've done this before, like in the lead up to the Super Bowl. They do the Madden Bowl, where they have mm-hmm. you know celebrities and uh, athletes and all that that uh, are big with the game come in and do like a big tournament, uh, and somebody comes out as the the ultimate winner. Yep, that kind of stuff. So it seems like they're kind of do something probably like that with just the Pro Bowl, uh, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's see. They're gonna put that during the the week between. The, uh, the championship games in the Super Bowl, which would be about the January 25th to the 31st. Mm. Yeah, let's see. They're gonna all the games will be able to watch across a variety of platforms, mm. which means nothing. Uh, week events will feature in a special program that we're on ESPN and ABC. Yeah, it's we're they'll be doing voting on the NFL website as well as through. Madden on consoles and mobile, mm-hmm. uh, as well as by Twitter, I guess. Mm. So when I first read this, I heard that it was going to be 88 players, 44 players per AFC and NFC. Mm-hmm. Is this going to be a tournament? No, that's just the, the rosters. Okay. Uh, because, I mean, I mean, like Madden isn't 11 players, so I'm trying to figure out how this would work. Mm. Yeah, well, they... Like the Pro Bowl, they just swap out players. You know, every once in a while, they're you know the quarterback, the main quarterback plays like a a quarter, a half, or whatever, and then they swap in the backups, mm-hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. And I assume you'll just have access to all of that to start or whatever, start players that you want. But yeah, their quote here is: "We are transitioning the Pro Bowl." For fans everywhere, and bring another amazing NFL experience to life in the way only Madden can. Madden can. We're excited to work closely with the NFL, our longtime partner, to move the Pro Bowl to the virtual fields of Madden NFL and be part of the first high-profile sporting event to go virtual. Our community is hungry for more interactive experiences, so we're always working to create more opportunities, bring them closer to the sports they love. Mm. Which I assume means like there'll be Madden Ultimate Team events built around this stuff. Uh, yeah, I don't know. You would assume so. I mean, Ultimate Team is the main thing that makes them money, so they kind of have to do that. Um, yeah. Again, like as far as as far as a gaming standpoint, or even as a fan of football, I'm wondering how this would even matter. Because to be yeah. honest, even not a whole lot of people watch the Pro Bowl. Over the last few years, it's really improved because they've added the skills challenges back to it. But mm-hmm. you know, obviously with COVID, they can't do that. So, I mean. This could work. I'm just wondering how it will work. Yeah, and the the bit of details we have are just kind of so vague mm-hmm. about what it actually means. Yeah, because you also have to have EA working on this stuff, and you know, with COVID, you know, it's probably more difficult than it normally is. 
Yeah. So I yeah. Mean, play, players players do play video games, and you know that could be fun to watch. Deion Sanders' son, Deion Sanders Jr., actually has uh, he he challenges various people on Twitter for a hundred bucks. So if the player wins, you know they win hundred bucks. If uh, if Dion wins, then uh, the player has to donate a hundred bucks to their set of charity, and like that's that's worked. I've I've seen that happen. It's pretty fun stuff. Um, but yeah, as far as the actual execution of what they'll do. Um, I, I see a lot of rig- rigging happening because the only way I see this being like fun to watch on TV is if things were like totally p- produced, like WWE style. But aside <laughs> from that, you know, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, that'll be something interesting to see how it pans out. But mm-hmm. it might end up just being like the pro- the Pro Bowl usually is, where nobody really cares about it yeah. anyway and just ignores it. Mm-hmm. It's just another week to talk about what's going on with the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, kind of tangential, really. They kind of announced like some of their stuff they're doing for the the next gen versions of these games, which is like incorporating like the the real data mm-hmm. that they show like during games, actual NFL games and all that, uh, into the game itself to inform how the players. Uh, work in the game, which is like, you guys weren't already doing that, but uh, maybe that's mm. related to I don't know, having tighter integration of the like Amazon uh, stuff they always talk about. Uh, measuring how players move and all that. Because they have like tracking in the actual uh, I think shoulder pads each of the players has, mm-hmm. so that you know like where they're at at all times. How fast they're moving and all that. So, I don't know. Uh, just more like vague information that just doesn't tell us much of anything about what's going on with this stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's get to some more Twitch news. Uh, they kind of came up with uh, uh, a sol- potential solution during the this whole Twitch uh, DMCA thing, which uh, involved them partnering with Monster Cat, mm-hmm. uh, a music label that uh, has quite a bit of music, and they particularly work with uh, Rocket League, uh, provide soundtracks, uh, additional soundtracks, so that that game has like 10 soundtracks in it now, at this point, mm-hmm. uh, that you can just have uh, playing in the background all the time. Yeah. Uh and so yeah, they have a Monster Cat, Monster Cat Gold subscription service that you can do for five bucks a month that gives you access to a bunch of mm-hmm. songs you can use during your streams that won't get you DMCA'd or anything. Uh, but also gives you the benefit of automatic Twitch affiliate status, mm-hmm. which has uh, annoyed a lot of streamers that obviously work to get uh, affiliate status and people can just buy it. Now, which is the the one uh, tier that uh, you uh, start getting paid for mm-hmm. uh, based on subscriptions and all that kind of stuff uh, that you get. Uh, and yeah, people are just pretty annoyed that you can have to pay. You can just pay for it now mm-hmm. uh, without really having to work for it. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of the the thing that has been uh, uh, annoying people. 
mm. uh, especially the small streamers that you know worked hard to get to where they were. Yep. Uh, yeah, you have to. Let's see. Here's one uh, streamer here saying, "I think this is not good. Kind of gross mm. and a little exploitative." Also depressing how the platform sees its creators with an issue and thinks of it as a monetization opportunity versus something they should help with. Which, yeah, I think that is a, a good point there. Mm. Uh, trying to monetize off of people to as a solution for their uh, inability to really fix these DMCA issues mm-hmm. uh, at their end. Mm. Uh, just push it off to the streamer's issue. Uh, Jeff, because like, they're owned by Amazon, one of the biggest companies in the world. Jeff Bezos could just literally pay off the RIAA for a mm-hmm. general license and not see much of a dent in his uh, bank account. Uh, so yeah, that's kind of the a big thing there. Yeah, that just that's pretty annoying. But uh, I saw Apple doing something actually sort of good here. Uh, they're yeah. reducing their cut from the App Store uh, for smaller devs. Mm. Uh, particularly, it's for devs who earned under a million dollars in the past 12 months. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, in the previous calendar year. Uh, from the traditional 30% to 15%. Mm. Uh, which helps out the probably the majority of devs out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and definitely doesn't help uh, people like Epic... Yes. So that's a good way to do something good and not do anything to help Epic at all. Exactly. So yeah, that seems uh, pretty solid for the uh, the small divs out there. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see if there's anything else here. I don't think so. Yeah, ninety-eight. They say that potentially ninety-eight percent of developers could be eligible for this program, which is wild. Oh man! Like it's like only the small two percent that makes any like big amount of money off of the off of their apps. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that ninety-eight percent only counts for about five percent of the revenue. Mm-hmm. So it seems basically like them saying like, "Yeah, we'll do this for the this small portion of our." our developer community because the rest all contributes the vast majority of their money and they're not changing anything for them. Mm-hmm. So, Hey, there's Apple doing something pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about Ubisoft. And it's always not going to be good. You know, yep. Uh, you know how this goes. So skull and bones as a thing that still exists. Yeah, and somehow it I, I am legitimately thinking this game will never come out. Yeah, so the uh man in charge of the studio, the managing director, uh Hugues Ricor, mm-hmm. uh who's overseeing that studio has been removed from that position following the result of a leadership audit mm-hmm. uh involving uh Sexual misconduct allegations that have been made against him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's been in that role since early 2018. Mm. 
and overseeing that project. Uh, co-production responsibilities on the Assassin's Creed series and the upcoming Immortals Phoenix Rising. Mm. So yeah, as uh, they said, effective immediately, Hugues uh, Ricor is no longer managing director of Ubisoft Singapore. Mm-hmm. Uh, the results of the leadership audit that was conducted in the last few weeks by our external partners makes it impossible for him to continue in this position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Let's see, yeah, the August 14th investigation into workplace abuse at Ubisoft by Gama Sutra reported that Rekor had been accused by multiple sources of sexual harassment, including making suggestive comments about what women were wearing, soliciting kisses at work events. Mm-hmm. Uh, sources Kotaku have spoken with over the last several months say that Rekor's management style and behavior at work was problematic, citing bullying, demeaning comments, and retaliatory action against those Perceived to have stood up to him. Yeah, it's all the kind of shit that he, somebody running the studio should not be uh, doing at all. Mm. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like Ubisoft kind of allowed shit like this to just sort of keep going, mostly undeterred for like 20 some odd years. Okay. And they got an update here saying a spokesperson for Ubisoft told Kotaku in an email that Rikor has not been terminated, mm. just removed from that position. So yeah, that is uh, not great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm. That's, uh, if you've got somebody like this that you have to remove from this position. Mm-hmm. Most likely, it's probably also worth getting rid of them completely. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what else is going that that keeps them from doing that. Mm-hmm. If it's not just they don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's unfortunate. That game may never see the light of day. I don't know. Hmm. But uh, I mean that that game has been uh I mean that game was first announced back when like frickin' uh Sea of Thieves was announced. So yeah, I remember I mean, this that goes, as this the... goes almost all the way back to like Assassin's Creed four. Maybe not that early. I think it was probably around Syndicate. I was. I think this was the same show where they revealed Mario versus Donkey Kong, or Mario's versus Rabbids. Yeah, Mario and Rabbids Battle Kingdom, whatever that game's name is. Yeah. Uh, so that was like middle of, uh, middle of this gen. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I assume that game's going to probably look a bit different than uh, it was initially revealed as. Yeah. Uh, especially because at this point they're probably working on it for the new consoles mm-hmm. and making something that looks like, you know, they just kind of took it out of like what Black Flag was doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Make it something a bit more fully featured and I wouldn't be surprised if it's like free to play or something like that. It probably will be. So that would seem more fitting for that expecting. game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's, we're getting here to the near the end of the year. Uh, and there are certain traditions that happen, like the Game Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got their nominees, 
they announced all this stuff, and yeah, you see a lot of consistent nominees here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know, obviously, this is a unique year in that people have had to work from home for the majority of the year, mm. uh, especially the people that have uh, voted on a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So you end up with like a lot of like the same titles getting nominated in their respective categories over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about the the main six for the game of the year, but mm-hmm. I'll go through some of these other categories here for uh, show you some really unique stuff that is in uh, that are nominated here, like best debut game. Uh, it's a pretty cool category. Uh, there's like Carry On here. Uh, the weird, like, monster uh, uh, killing game. Uh, there's Mortal mm-hmm. Shell, uh, Raji and H and Epic, Roki and Phasmophobia. Mm-hmm. I assume Phasmophobia will win that, because that's a big streaming game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like Best Multiplayer, which has you know Animal Crossing New Horizons, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys Ultimate Knockout, and Valorant. Mm. I assume could be probably Among Us or Warzone. Mm-hmm. Maybe Fall Guys, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, like Sports and Racing is Dirt 5, F1 2020, FIFA 21, NBA 2K21, and Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2. Mm-hmm. Which is like, that could be... That probably should be of those, probably Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. But I imagine it'll probably be NBA 2K. Mm-hmm. Uh, best sim and strategy is Crusader Kings 3, Desperados 3, Gears Tactics, XCOM Chimera Squad, and Microsoft Flight Simulator. Uh, which that selection is like, oh, we got a bunch of strategy games and we need a sim game in here. Mm-hmm. That's Microsoft Flight Sim. That could probably go to like Gears Tactics, I guess. Mm-hmm. Or Crusader Kings, depending on how how weird the vote is. I don't know. Best Family has, like, Animal Crossing New Horizons. Mm-hmm. So he has Mario Kart Live Home Circuit and Paper Mario the Origami King for your Nintendo Trio there. There's Crash Bandicoot 4, Fall Guys, and mm. Minecraft Dungeons. That has a pretty good variety there. It's weirdly six games, where every other one I've seen is five. Mm-hmm. Best Fighting is the one where you can tell they ran out of uh, major choices. Mm-hmm. It's Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Street Fighter mm-hmm. V Champion Edition, Undernight In Birth EXC Late Clear, I guess you could say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows. So that last one seems like the... Uh, that's a game I heard of. I'll nominate that. Yep. <laughs> also, two of these games not being new at all. Mm-hmm. Uh also says of what uh, fighting games are these days. Yep. Uh, here's the newest edition with all the content in it. Uh, best role-playing game is All Japan except for one. Uh, Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact, mm-hmm. Persona 5 Royal, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Wasteland 3. Mm-hmm. Which that could probably go to Final Fantasy VII. Mm-hmm. Maybe Persona 5 Royal, I don't know, but I think 7 wins that. Uh, Action Adventure has Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, 
Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and the last was part two. Which I think if you see the one that probably wins this, probably wins Game of the Year. Mm-hmm. Whether it's Ghost of Tsushima or Last of Us Part Two. Yeah. Uh, best Action has Doom Eternal, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Neo 2, and Streets of Rage 4. Which, yeah, I could see Hades winning that. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Innovation in, in Accessibility. Uh, let's see, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, Last of Us Part 2, and Watch Dogs Legion, which I assume Last of Us has to win that. Because mm-hmm. their options are ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, best VR slash AR, which I like they include AR in there, even though none of these games have AR. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Dreams, Half-Life Alex, Marvel's Iron Man VR, Star Wars Squadrons, and Walking Dead Saints and mm-hmm. Sinners. Uh, best community supports this category and the next one uh, one of the other ones here just pisses me off because there's no Rocket League on this yeah uh, it's Apex Legends Destiny 2 Fall Guys Fortnite No Man's Sky and Valorant mm. I just like kick Valorant off there put Rocket yeah. League in there uh, mobile games Among Us Call of Duty Mobile Genshin Impact Legends of Terra, and Pokemon Cafe Mix and I assume that's probably going to be Among Us. Because that game is huge, especially for that mobile version. Even it's uh, not, yeah. Even if it's not very good. It's trying to control a game. Other people are playing with the mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the phone, it's not great. Uh, best Indie is Carry On, Fall Guys, Hades, Splunky 2, Spirit Fair. Which that could probably go to Hades or Fall Guys. Mm-hmm. Best Ongoing, which another category Rocket League should be in on it is not in there it's Apex Legends Destiny 2 Call of Duty Warzone Fortnite and No Man's Sky mm-hmm. or I would throw out Warzone on this probably <sighs> uh, Games for Impact If Found Kentucky Route Zero TV Edition Spirit mm. Fairer, Tell Me Why and Through the Darkest of Times any of those could probably win that. Yeah. Might be Tell Me Why. Maybe Kentucky Route Zero, I don't know. There's mm. Best Performance, uh, which has one thing here that's really funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's Ashley Johnson as Ellie. Laura Bailey as Abby. Which mm. does make sense. Uh, Daisuke Suji as Jin Sakai. There's mm. Najee Jeter as uh, Miles Morales. Yeah. And Logan Cunningham from Hades. Because uh, he voices a number of characters, so they had to just pick one, which is Hades they picked <laughs> for his uh, role there. Uh, best Audio Design, Doom Eternal, Half-Life Alex, Ghost of Tsushima, Resident Evil 3, Last of Us Part 2. Mm-hmm. Which I could probably go for Last of Us in that. Mm-hmm. Let's see, Best Score in Music, Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Last of Us Part 2, which that's a really tough category there. Mm-hmm. You could probably go for any of these and be uh, happy with that. Yep. Uh, best art direction is Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and Last of Us Part Two. Mm. Which I would maybe go for Hades or Ghost of Tsushima there. Mm-hmm. 
Best Narrative, 13 Sentinels, Aegis Rim. So there's one for you, Brandon. Uh, yep. Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, and Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. Best Game Direction, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, Last of Us Part Two. You probably guess by process of elimination what games are in Game of the Year by the ones that I've said the most there, which is Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and Last of Us Part Two. Mm-hmm. Which is a pretty decent list of stuff, but it feels like they should really expand it to 10. Because it feels kind of uh, dismissive to just say, oh, here's the 6. Mm-hmm. Especially when Doom Eternal is probably the most divisive of all of them. Oh, yeah. So I even, loved it myself. But... Yeah, but it's very much been a you love it or you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Not really too much middle middle room there for that so yeah that's uh that's everything they have here it is is a little strange i mean i haven't played uh, doom eternal myself and um a lot of people i follow in games media didn't play it either so that was a common occurrence whenever people talk about the game awards nominees and you know just to remind everyone the game awards uh, nominees are pretty much a packet sent out to a lot of the bigger sites and some independents um, based on the majority of what they've chosen. So yep. seeing here is actually really surprising. I mean, my personal pick here would have been Fall Guys for the sixth spot. But, yeah. um, you know, um, it's it's interesting. But uh, uh, either way you look at it, um, what I really like about the games list this year is how diverse it is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Normally, like they're they're full of single player experiences, uh, which is still the case. But I'm I'm happy to see like you know an Animal Crossing here, or Hades. They're all all very deserving. So yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I think it's also just sort of a victim of the fact that the the great games of the year is kind of scattered a bit, mm-hmm. uh, and people not having like you know centralized workplaces for some of these. Uh, people where they get yeah. access to games more easily versus just everybody has to get codes or buy it themselves and people have to make choices of like what they're going to spend their I time mean, with. I have nothing but respect for what Jeff Keighley has done with the Game Awards. They've pretty much become, bar none, like really the main event as far as like gaming for the year. Uh, my main complaint is the fact that they still intend on having these every December which pretty much takes out any game that came out in December from the choices. Yeah. Like last year, for example, um, Jedi Fallen Order um, fell out because it came out in late November. And for a lot of people, um, Jedi Fallen Order was the best game last year because last year just wasn't that strong. Yeah. And, you know, it got, it got pushed to this year. And, you know, as much as I enjoyed Jedi Fallen Order, it's not even in my top ten this year. So... You know, um, that that, that kind of got the short end of the stick, and you kind of wonder if it'll happen to Cyberpunk too. But you know, we don't know what's coming in twenty twenty one, so we, you know, it, it, it it's tough to say. But um, again, like the the main reason why people care about the Game Awards is for all the previews and like uh, world premieres and stuff. But yeah. I, you know, um, I I don't think they'd be missing much by putting this event in January or February even. Yeah, so. I guess just opportunity cost for the studios that gets uh, partnerships with them as far as mm-hmm. reveals and all that. It's like a good 
uh, final blast of uh, announcements mm-hmm. before the end of the year. Because uh, we know, like, yeah, Nintendo mean, said they're done with Direct, so there's no more announcements from them on that stuff. Mm-hmm. In that vein, at least. Yeah. We've gotten to the point where the Game Awards has pretty much surpassed E3 as far as announcements go. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, I mean, the the new... They announced one of the new consoles at that event last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Xbox Series exactly. X. Uh, E3 had... Well, E3 didn't exist, but... Even last E3, they didn't announce... Sony didn't announce their console there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it's... It's a it's a new industry that doesn't have to rely on E3 to announce things. Yep. And has finally realized that, yeah, we don't need this thing here if we don't want it. Mm-hmm. Which I think ultimately benefits them because it allows more opportunities to do uh, interesting things. Like Sony mm-hmm. started their State of Play stuff and was pretty all right uh, early on, and it's gotten a lot better. Uh, especially with like the those PFs five events, uh, where they figure out just let's just run these trailers back to back and not worry about having narration between it, mm-hmm. uh, cutesy narration even, uh, that kind of stuff. Microsoft's still kind of iffy on that stuff, but they're just like so all over the place. I guess they try different things and like try to commit things and then just change their minds on that. Like they. We're going to do those monthly drops of news for Xbox Series X and stopped after one month, which is a whole weird thing. But yeah, it's uh, it's a whole interesting thing for this uh, industry and, and that Jeff Keighley is able to command this amount of uh, respect out of the various mm-hmm. studios and publishers and all that to uh, get together for one uh, day. Mm. Uh says a lot about how how much good work he does. Mm. So yeah, that is uh that is the game awards. We'll probably talk about maybe the winners, I don't know. Whenever that happens. Uh mm-hmm. yeah, when is this thing happening? I think it's uh Isn't first it like week. 10 to 12 or something. Yeah, that is uh yeah, December tenth, so the day that yeah. Cyberpunk launches. Yeah, I mean, either way, there's there's going to be a lot to talk about that week with all the announcements anyway. So we'll we'll go yeah. over it. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see like what announcements there are. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think they're doing some sort of virtual studio or like uh, stage presentation of this whole thing mm-hmm. yeah. versus like renting out the, an entire they, space. They, they had, uh, yeah, they had Joel McHale, but hopefully it's not Joel McHale. Um, yeah. Uh, We'll, we'll, we'll see, but honestly, as long as they don't end the show with Fast and the Furious, then it's a win. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Alright, so we got that done, and we're going to end up here talking about Black Friday stuff. Yeah. Uh, though with the way that COVID-19 is gone, a lot of uh, a lot of retailers have decided to start Black Friday even earlier this oh, month, yeah. or last month even mm-hmm. uh, so yeah GPS Gamer has a pretty good uh, spreadsheet here of deals on all of the different platforms that mm-hmm. uh, you can check out I definitely recommend looking through it they got most of the yeah. the major 
uh, retailers, Best Buy, GameStop, Walmart, Target, Major, and mm-hmm. Amazon. Uh, yep. The Amazon stuff's not really announced because they wait till the day mm-hmm. of. They don't really okay. pre-announce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas everybody else has, you know, ads they put out in the paper. So, like, hey, this is what we're doing. Uh, and yeah, like some of the, the big surprising, I think, uh, your 13, uh, Sentinels is on sale for half off yep. already. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, I think on PSN it's 42 bucks. Yep. So a little bit more, but, uh, from what Brandon has been saying, it's, uh, well worth checking out. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, let's yeah, see. Absolutely. I've actually already picked up, uh, 13 Sentinels and, um, yeah, they kind of messed, messed up the uh, slipcover, and I'm kind of pissed off about that. But you know, I'm going to open it, so it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. I've also picked up um, I've also picked up Trials of Mana, which is twenty bucks at Best Buy right now. Um, I've also picked up uh, East Memories of Solseta on PS4, mm-hmm. also for twenty five dollars, and I've also picked up an Xbox Series X controller for forty five. It's the blue one. The black yeah. and white one are also for forty. So those are like I didn't expect sales on those. So this Black Friday, I mean, we'll we'll go over some of the other, the other the other highlighted deals, but uh, this Black Friday is probably the best in a long time. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like it's people kind of uh, the publishers trying to capitalize on the fact that people probably aren't going on like big trips, uh, be able to stay home and kind of keep with their consoles, their switches, and yeah, all that. So here's some ways to entertain yourself. Uh, or ask for you know friends or family or whatever to buy for you mm-hmm. for Christmas. Yeah, I don't know what your chances are, Brandon, of getting a PS5 for Christmas now. Yeah, I know, I know. If um, me, I'm still, you know, trying, play, you know, I, I'm I'm still hoping for it. But yeah, the way things are going right now, uh, just tell them to put five hundred bucks into your account, your bank account, mm-hmm. just. Let you get it whenever it's yeah. That's ready. usually what ends up happening. So it's like here's five hundred bucks, Brandon. Good luck. <laughs> get yeah. this. Um, but yeah, there's uh, I think the consoles are probably the weird thing because there's you know nobody's really looking to buy the the new consoles or the old consoles mm. as much anymore. They already do their bundles and such all over the place, but. Nintendo's got theirs with a Mario Kart 8 and a three-month uh, sub for Nintendo Online. Mm-hmm. I think I just saw an ad for that during the NFL game I was watching earlier. Yep. So they're definitely advertising that. Uh, what else? I picked up like movie stuff because I got mm-hmm. the the 4K Blu-ray for a few movies uh, on the cheap for like eight bucks from Best Buy. Uh, mm-hmm. Like 1917, I got Joker, Birds of Prey, and whatever the rest of that name is. And uh, what was the last one I got? I forget what it is, but it's something else. I almost rebought the John Wick movies until mm-hmm. I realized I own all three and I didn't really need to <laughs> buy them again. It's like, oh, I could get the 4K, but I don't have a 4K Blu-ray player yet because uh, my Xbox One X is broken. So mm-hmm. that doesn't work. But... uh yeah, Switch stuff, I think Nintendo's actually going to have some decent sales on some of their stuff. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, really hoping that they'll have uh, 
yeah, there's a couple things from them. Like I Fire want Emblem Three Houses is going to be already, about half know, off. Already, yeah. yeah. If, if you have not played that game yet, you absolutely should. Yeah, I picked um, that up uh, as a code. I haven't started it yet because I get to bed and I'm like, oh, I don't want to start this. This is the worst thing yeah. to try to start when you're trying to get to sleep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Luigi's Mansion 3 is like 40 bucks most place. Seems like Walmart will have it for 30 That's a good game yep. to get. Uh, let's see, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe is like 30 to 40 bucks. Mm-hmm. Different places. GameStop I have for 27 Which I saw that GameStop for Black Friday is going to have uh, at least two of the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. And it's like, that's not worth waiting in line for. <laughs> uh, to be one of the, the first couple yeah. in the pandemic. It's like, no. 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 No thanks. I'll just get this one off of Coles or Danrib or whatever. I still don't have an email saying they're not sending it to me, so <laughs> uh crossing my fingers here. But uh what else on the Switch that Nintendo is Mario Maker two is like thirty to forty bucks. Uh Link Link's Awakening is yeah, I got some sales here, thirty bucks at Walmart. Mm-hmm. Forty bucks at some of the others. Uh, what else? Yoshi's Crafted World, thirty to forty bucks, for the most part. Uh, yeah, so some some pretty solid stuff there. Collection of Mana for twenty bucks for the mm-hmm. physical edition. Yeah, these are all physical versions because the digital stuff, like Nintendo, hasn't started their Black Friday stuff. Mm-hmm. Microsoft and Sony have they got their sales up, so you can check that out. Uh, for the most part. Uh, yeah, what else is here? You can get... Uh, I'm looking for recent stuff. I think, uh, yeah, Neo 2 is 10 bucks. You can get that mm. at Best Buy or GameStop, which is a great price, though. You might... Well, you get the upgraded version on uh, on uh, PS5, so you have to go that route. 20 bucks for Persona 5 Royal at Best Buy, mm-hmm. uh, which is a good price for that. Uh Let's see, yeah, The Last of Us Part 2, it's 30 bucks, which mm-hmm. is a really good price for that. Mm-hmm. We've seen Ghost of Tsushima, where's that at? Yeah, 40 bucks for that, which is a pretty good price. Mm-hmm. I think it's like $40.19 on PS4, on PSN. So pretty much the same price. Uh, yeah, so you'll get a, a lot of chances for some of these uh, recent and some of the older stuff for some pretty good prices here. Uh, if you are interested in that, try to see what Xbox has here. Probably a lot of it's, it seems like a lot of the same prices between platforms. Not really any difference there. Uh, but yeah, like State of Decay two, you can get for like ten bucks at Best Buy. Yep. Uh, some good ones there. What is there? Minecraft Dungeons Hero Editions twenty bucks, which I think it's on that on sale for that. Mm-hmm. On the digital platforms too, so yeah, there's a there's a lot of good stuff here. Uh, let me see what else is on this spreadsheet. Yeah, Best Buy is going to sell Google Stadia for seventy five bucks, whatever that is. <laughs> Which I saw that uh, I didn't put it on the outline, but they are putting out their first free to play game mm-hmm. on there, which is Destiny Two. You can actually just play it, uh, like. 
a normal free-to-play game. Mm. Which it is, which is the weird thing about it. Uh, going on Stadia, because it went free-to-play shortly after at the same time. And you still needed to be on their subscription service or something. Or pay up outright for like the all-expansion version of it. So who knows? But yeah, this uh, it's gonna be a busy holiday season as people decide what they're gonna do as far as hanging out with family. Yeah. How much family? Yeah. Uh, and whatnot. Yeah, most of us are probably going to be uh, balled up in our houses for this holiday season. Um, which is. I mean, we should be in California. We're actually um. On curfew from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m., so... Yeah. Yeah. Though I saw the idiots down in Huntington Beach just having their dumb protests where they all gather in a giant group. Mm-hmm. To say they don't want to wear masks, which... That's, like, a very privileged area. Yeah. That's why we're in month 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh... You know, since, you know, most people are going to be sort of stuck in your houses, well, it might be a good time to start, like, you know, restarting some old cozy traditions from uh, Christmas that, you know, kind of gone by the wayside. Stuff like uh, creating mulled wine, for example. I mean, if you're going to get stuck in your house, why not get shit-faced drunk? Yeah, sure. The now... In this day and age, we have subscription services for wine. (laughs) Yeah. So you can literally just have people bring the wine to you. Yeah, but see, mold wine is something you actually have to make. Because you have to, like, warm it up, and then you have to have, like, spices and, you know, seasonings and stuff to add to it. Yeah. It's it's, it's great. It gets you all warm and cozy inside and also gets you off your tits wasted so and that's what i call a christmas miracle yeah so yeah i think that's gonna do it for the show this week uh we'll be back uh next weekend uh with Mm -hmm. the new show talk about probably what we've gotten for black friday or didn't get uh yeah depending on i may get something but you have to understand i'm also kind of trying to budgetize a little bit yeah time of year mostly because you know i still haven't fully paid off my uh fully paid off all my uh pre-order for cyberpunk so yeah yeah but they gave you more time for that Mm -hmm. uh yeah that is uh that is it for this week hope everybody has a safe and happy holidays Mm-hmm. Uh, stay inside as much as you can of the people you like. God, please stay inside. If you do stay have to go out, put your mask on, in. get into the, the grocery store or whatever and get the fuck out. Yeah. Don't just stare at all the cereals and figure out which one's the right one for you. Also, don't do that stupid shit we did during the spring where everyone started stocking up on toilet paper and hoarding it. They already have. God damn it. Okay, uh, correction. Uh, find whoever it is that stocked up on toilet paper and 
boarded all of it and uh, set their houses on fire. Here's an idea. Get yourself a early Christmas present of a bidet. Yeah. Use the... And they're really affordable now, too. You can get them as cheap as, like, yeah. 30 bucks now. You get attached ones that just sit in the toilet bowl. Yep. You know, just clean your ass, uh, save yourself some money on uh, toilet paper. Mm-hmm. You still need it, but you use it a lot more slowly because you just use it to dry your ass. Yeah. Or just don't. Just get that wet ass in your uh, in your pants and just let it dry naturally. It's kind yeah. of intended. I think we're good, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's it for this week. Have a good one. We'll be back, and yeah, thank you to Brandon and Dan Rab for joining this week. Yeah, have a safe Thanksgiving. Yeah, you too, guys. Later. Later, everybody. Good morning, everybody.